Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hooked on Sports here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasting streaming services. My name is John Flynn, and thank you so very much for listening today. And look, we have a lot of things to get into in today's episode on the 7th of June in 2023. And we'll we'll get into some topics in Major League Baseball. We'll get into um, uh, some takes on the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Final coming up in a little in a little bit. But I think there are two major storylines that I think we should be discussing throughout the course uh, of of today's podcast. But and it, it's and, and these and these are uh, two of the big sports stories of the year. And and one of them made immediate news yesterday with a with a blockbuster uh, event, and then uh, and then a, another breaking news story that ties in to a, a, an ongoing problem in Major League Baseball. So I want to start with the uh, with, with the seismic news that came out of the golf world on Tuesday. Is that th- there is a a a, a merger of uh, of Live Golf and the DP uh, World Tour and the PGA Tour in a seismic shift in in, in the history uh, of golf, and and th- this is one uh, that has that's going to have ripple effects, in, in my opinion, for. For, for, for years to come in, 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 in the golf universe because the PGA Tour um, announced the, the international entity to, uh, to merge uh, all the, those three tours together. And I'm going to read for you the, uh, the first four paragraphs of the press release written uh, by the PGA Tour. And, and I want you to bear with me on this. So, from Ponte Vedra Beach in Florida, the PGA Tour, DP World Tour, and the Public Investment Fund today announced a landmark agreement to unify the game of golf on a global basis. The parties have signed an agreement that combines PIF's golf-related commercial businesses and rights, including LIV, with the commercial businesses and rights of the PGA Tour and DP World Tour, into a new collectively owned for-profit entity to ensure that all stakeholders benefit from a model that delivers maximum excitement and competition among the game's best players. In addition, uh, PIF will make a capital investment into the new entity to facilitate its growth and success. The new entity uh, will will implement a plan to grow these combined commercial businesses drive greater fan engagement, and accelerate growth initiatives already underway. With Live Golf in the midst of its second groundbreaking season, the PGA Tour, DP World Tour, and and PIF will work together to to best feature and grow team golf going forward. Notably, today's announcement will be followed by a mutually agreed end to all pending litigation between the participating parties. Further, the three organizations will work cooperatively and in good faith to establish a fair and objective process for any players who desire to reapply for membership with the PGA Tour or the DP World Tour 
following the completion of the 2023 season and for determining fair criteria in terms of readmission consistent with each tour's policies. After two years of disruption and distraction, this is an historic day for the game we all know and love, said PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan. The transformational partnership recognizes the immeasurable strengths of the PGA Tour's history, legacy, and pro-competitive model and combines it with the DP World Tour and LIV, included the team golf concept, to create an organization that will benefit golf's players, commercial, and charitable partners and fans. Going forward, fans can be confident that we will collectively deliver on the promise with, that we've always made to promote competition of the best in professional golf and that we are committed to securing and driving the game's future. Wow. Wow. What a bombshell of uh, uh, agreement that, that was announced on Tuesday morning. And, th and, th and according to reports, that this was an agreement that was uh, pounded out in a seven-week span uh, that included Jay Monahan, but 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 none of the PGA players, and and and, th and this is one of the big uh, one of the biggest sports stories of the year right now, and 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 and, and look, that th 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 this this uh, continues the trend of people being in it for the money, and 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 live commissioner Greg Norman. Uh, preach uh, previously preached the idea of competition makes everything better, and to get the best competitors, they they had to hand out the undisclosed contracts to lure uh, to lure the, some of the best golfers away from from, uh, from the current tours and the current competitions they are in, uh, and they had the backings of, of, of financials of the Saudi backed league and. And and this has been something that's been brewing for the last six years, and and the 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 suppose the head of state Mohammed bin Salman, uh, Salman uh, a, a nicknamed MBS, introduced uh, sports washing as part of his Saudi Vision 2030 framework upon being uh, being named head of state in 2017. And 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 some and some and what does Saudi Vision 2030 mean? That that he wants uh, to uh, to change the image of Saudi Arabia on on a global stage, and and he and he wants to have people forget about so, uh, about about some of the things uh, things the uh, the Saudis have done uh, over the last uh, half decade with its human rights violations. The Inhumane killing of journalist Jamal Khashoggi, uh, its role in the terrorist attacks of September 11th, 2001, and and its conflict uh, with with the civilians in Yemen, and, and th th those are just some of the examples of of the, of the things that that the Saudis were ashamed of and wanted uh, wanted people uh, to forget about them. So. So, 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 so have, having the distraction from, from the from the horrors of the government it is what they wanted, and 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 you you could say what you want, but but um, some uh, but people went for the money, and and some and such players that went to live 
uh, included Brooks Koepka, who won the PGA Championship last month in upstate New York, and Phil Mickelson, and Bryson DeChambeau, and and and, and Dustin Johnson. Uh, but no, but th th there are there are peoples um, uh, offended by this, um, especially all the not the, the nine eleven families who who have been offended by this, and and, th and those and those uh, peoples should be pissed about uh, about the things that about the, this merger and this realignment as, uh, of of golf that that took place um, today uh, on Tuesday, and. And and so the, and and also just like that, all all the the war is over between um, Live Golf and PGA with so with, with all the name calling between the Live Golfers and the PGA Golfers, and and and, and look, um, the, 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 the this is uh, a and a, a, a big part of why t today's merger happened. It is the poor leadership in uh, the PGA, and it started at the top with Jay Monahan, who had previously mocked Lyft players for their lack of loyalty um, for, for, uh, for um, uh, uh, lack of loyalty to the PGA, and and he completely ignored the threat that Lyft had for the power. Uh, the, the threat it had to um, the, the power and the influence of the PGA and and, and the and the um, new, new agreement reveals that he sold his soul to rake billions in and uh, while being exposed as a hypocrite as he rightfully should be and and in a meeting today between Jay Monahan and the PGA players he he, he lost the confidence of Almost all the players uh, still in PGA that lost out on the chances to get the live golf money, while demanding loyalty uh, from those uh, that that stayed. And 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 Jay Monahan was completely outfoxed and outmaneuvered, and 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 poor leadership has led to has led to things happen and if you don't take uh, I think a moral of the story is if you don't take care of your players so uh, they're, they're just they're just gonna leave uh, for for more money and and I think that that should be a lesson that everyone just should learn today uh, from this and I, I think there I think and I'll finish with a couple of realities about uh, about this. Is that the more I see and hear about uh, this historic merger and the realignment of golf around the world, the more I see that uh, the the writing was on the wall, and nobody realized it until until the news dropped on Tuesday morning. And look, this is a total victory for the live golfers that rejected Jay Monahan's dishonesty and arrogance. And a total defeat for the PGA for its poor leadership and mismanagement and the golfers who were misled by it. So, yeah, so, so there, there is no more spin doctors uh, that will be around anymore for, for, for Jay Monahan and the PGA who, um, who, who got completely outpoxed here and and is no, and is no longer uh, one uh, that'll be worthy of being a, a candidate of good faith for the PGA and its uh, and its players.
so, so, so that's the number one story I wanted to to, to discuss. Uh, the, 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 the second piece of big news uh, that dropped on Tuesday is that the two-time Cy Young Award winner and, and current Texas Ranger Jacob DeGrom will undergo Tommy John surgery for um, um, and ending his 2023 season and will likely miss all of 2024 and as as a baseball fan this sucks and and and, J- and Jacob Degrom when when, he, when at the height of his powers which was 2018 to 2022 um he was the most powerful force in my opinion uh, on the pitching mound when healthy uh, in, in in major league baseball and uh, he had all the makings of a Hall of Fame career, that uh, he would go in as a Met, uh, he uh, he he would uh, go down as one of the greatest pitchers of this generation, and 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 now this is the second Tommy John surgery that he will undergo. The, the first one being uh, uh, taking place after he uh, he got after he got drafted by the Mets out of Stetson in 2010, and. And look, and the reason why I bring this up as one of the main stories is, uh, as the, as one of the two big news stories of the day, is it, it, um, it, it is the uh, it is a testament to a, a reality in Major League Baseball that that it must confront, and that is a pandemic of pitching injuries. Now, I I, I did not uh, I I I have a, I have a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet. Uh, that that I put up to track the rosters, and and and, and th- th- this is a fascinating uh, a fa- fascinating look. So, uh, so at the end of Monday's action, I didn't uh, factor in uh, Tuesdays yet. As as of uh, as of midnight between Monday and Tuesday, there were two hundred and thirty nine players. On the injured list in Major League Baseball, who uh, whose whose combined salary for 2023 is estimated at 913 million 670,950, and 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 for pitchers alone, there are 167 pitchers on on the injured list, which is an average of uh, of a little more than uh, a little more than five and a half per team. Uh, and the combined salaries of those pitchers uh, uh, come out to $594,427,189. And every team has at least two pitchers on the injured list, while the Dodgers have 11. And and among the high-quality and elite pitchers that, that, that are on the injured list, uh, and, and there are 17 of them, uh, on my books, and this, this again, this doesn't factor in any pitchers that were placed on the injured list on Tuesday. So the and the seventeen pitchers uh, that are on the injured list, who I consider high quality or better, are Jacob Degrom, Edwin Diaz, Walker Buehler, Max Free, Julio Urias, Carlos Rodon, Brandon Woodruff, Mark Melanson, Andrew Kittridge, Jeffrey Springs, Lance McCullers Jr. Pete Fairbanks, Tyler Matzik, Blake Trinan, Jose Alvarado, Robbie Ray, and Drew Rasmussen. And one of the things I've been seeing 
and and I didn't realize this until until last summer. When I started, uh, I started looking at the Twitter account of Crystal Leary, the um, the um, who, who has tremendous uh, insight in, into pitching and hitting on uh, on Twitter. He's a he's a coach and, a, and an instructor, but but he he's been talking about. Uh, the the ever ever growing uh, ever growing things that 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 pitchers uh, use to uh, to try to accelerate the, their path to the to the big leagues and, and and those shortcuts are leading to injuries and a baseball prospectus research says that injuries are up forty four percent. From last year, a part of it is because of the pitch clock in baseball, which which makes some uh, some some pitchers change their routines, and also that and also it speaks to reality that even before the the pitch the the rules changed last year, that teams must change their their approach when when it comes to mechanics, when it comes to delivery, and to we, we, we reject driveline as their source. A, a lot of these pitchers that had been doing uh, have been using driveline as as a as a trusted source for uh, for developing pitchers, and and, and, a, and a lot of those uh, a, a lot of those injuries are uh, are due to uh, the uh, are, are are due to the, uh, to um, a drive line baseball's um, performance training, uh, according to the so-called analytics. So it, it it is clearly a a a, a rough sign for uh, for things to come. And look, there's going to be more pitchers that that are going to get hurt, and and, and now you have guys like Jake Degrom uh, that um uh, that is set to undergo Tommy John surgery and. Miss the rest of the year, and, and 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 some of the other pitchers like Robbie Ray and Kumar Rocker, who was who a, a first round pick by the, uh, for the Texas Rangers last year, and Luis Garcia of the Astros to Herman Marquez of the Colorado Rockies. Uh, it, it is so problematic for uh, for um uh, for for these pitchers to um. To, to, to deal with the injuries, um, and especially Tommy John surgery, and and then other notable players that 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 that, un, that, that are recovering or are 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 making their way back from Tommy John surgery are in, include but are not limited to Walker Bueller, Tyler Matzik, Degrom, who is undergoing his surgery soon. Hunchin Ryu of the Blue Jays, John Means of the Baltimore Orioles, um, Chad Green, a former Yankees reliever, now of the Blue Jays, a Casey Mize of the Tigers, um, Chris Panic of the Twins. Um, it, it, it is really a uh, a harbinger of, of more, more things to come. And Tommy John surgery wasn't a thing a half a century ago, and then when Tommy John got the surgery, when he recovered from it, and and and, and that that's where uh, the, the idea of Tommy John uh, came out to be. But 
so, uh, by by you you have to look at the cause of of, of these things, and you got to look at at, at the um at, at why the, the, these conditions keep happening, and, uh, and instead of treating the symptoms, that you, that they have to change prevention of the cause uh, that has to, to to deal with it in terms of in terms of mechanics and delivery and all that. So. So, so Jacob Degrom to miss the uh, to miss uh, twelve to eighteen months with Tommy John surgery, and as a baseball fan, this this stinks. Now, I'm going to give you some uh, some other Major League Baseball notes, um, and, and I found four uh, four things to uh, to harp on. No, number one is Luis Arias of the Miami Marlins is hitting 401 on the season. And, and this includes um, the two hits he had in Tuesday uh, in the, their game on Tuesday against the Royals. And uh, w w when I first saw the Luis Sarias Pablo Lopez trade between the Marlins and the Twins in January, I thought that was a hell of a trade by the Miami Marlins. Now, the the, the pitching depth w w was lacking a little bit, but we'll we'll see how how Yuri Perez. Um, who, who, who was the, one of the top pitching prospects in baseball entering the season? Turns out, and, but I am. But I thought um, when you look when you look at uh, um, uh, look at Rise as a player, I thought that was a fantastic trade pulled off by Kim Ng and the Marlins front office. Now, the uh, the problem with, with the Marlins is, is that the roster construction um, is still. It is is still very very much out of sorts here. But when when you look at the amount of guys that can play second base, the and and the the lack of a true center fielder, and and Jazz Chisholm is still learning center field and learning to adjust to that. But 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 nonetheless, Luis Arias hitting four hundred one. on the at the end of play on June sixth. I think is is amazing, and he he is the first player that's hit over 400 this late in the season, or why I should say this deep into a season since Chipper Jones in 2008. That that that's how far we 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 we've come down when 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 it comes to when it comes to the great contact hitters and 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 and. and 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 baseball fans of the seventies and eighties uh, got got to the uh, got to, uh, to to witness some of the great contact hitters the game had ever seen. When you look at Rod Peru, when you look at George Brett, when you look at um uh, when you look at Tony Gwynn among others, and and and, ba and baseball has, has really shifted from, from contact power, and yet and I understand why, but but, but having someone like Luis Arias. Uh, and mind you, the, the the stadium in Miami is perfect for uh, for Arias because because it is so big and spacious, and and, and I think that that's a that's a wonderful thing for um uh, for Arias to be hitting in that park because it, because because he, he and not, not only does he does he make hard uh, hard uh, does he make contact, he also is one of the toughest hitters to strike out too. And and I saw this crazy stat. So um, about Arias today, and Arias has 150 career multi-hit games, and he has 
142 career strikeouts, which is crazy. When you, when you think about how, how Luis Arias is such a unique hitter in, in today's ballgame. And, and, and 142 career strikeouts is a number that John Carlos Stanton has surpassed uh, six times in individual seasons. So a season's worth of strikeouts for Luis Arias over uh, all this uh, over a five-year career, well, w w which is amazing. So, so, so that that's going to be one of the, one of the interesting stories to uh, to watch um, as as we get deeper into the season. Now, the the, the, the second point uh, I wanted to um, to, to, uh, to discuss with um, in, in terms of things going on is the organizational failures of the St. Louis Cardinals. I, I can't be stated enough because because this is because the St. Louis Cardinals were, were the team I picked to win the division this year in the in the NL Central because I thought they, I, look, they have the best, best lineup in the division. They have a pitching staff that that's good enough to hold off Milwaukee and and Pittsburgh, but some uh, but, but there is such an organizational disconnect from the St. Louis Cardinals and reality and. And, and and through 61 games, they were uh, at the time I recorded this podcast. We're still awaiting the result of Tuesday's game against the Rangers. So th their record is 25 and 36 through through um, 61 games. The the worst start uh, for uh, is in a 61 61 game start since 1995, and. And one of the things I said a couple of years ago was that their decision to let go of Mike Schilt was one of the most short-sighted decisions a team has ever made. And remember, Mike Schilt's teams had no business making the playoffs in 2019, 2020, 2021. Yet, yet he got them to the playoffs all three times. In 2019, they, they made a surprise appearance in the National League Championship Series. Uh, 2020, they, they made the playoffs and, and won a road game um, in San Diego before losing two out of three there. And, and then 2021, the Cardinals made the wild card round uh, on the heels of a 17-game winning streak. And 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 uh, which which was the longest winning streak in the in the long proud history of the franchise, but before they lost to the Dodgers uh, in in the fall class uh, in in the wild card game uh, on a walk off home run at the bottom of the ninth inning. And and, and since since then they they they, they suddenly fired um they they, they fired Mike Schilt, and then they replaced them with Ollie Marmol and. And, and, I, and I said this uh, in uh, in 2022 um, uh, after the uh, after a benches clearing uh, incident in a, in a game against the Mets that uh, Ollie Marmol is, is just simply a puppet for John Mozeliak and, uh, and 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 the and the Cardinals uh, sh should have faced the consequences la last year by, by, by because of the injuries to the Brewers and they and they got the gift of the schedule and the gift of Paul Goldschmidt having an MVP season. 
the Cardinals won the division handily, and, and, and they made the playoffs, and, and then they they got exposed by the Philadelphia Phillies and, and the lack of and the, and the lack of offensive firepower they had outside of Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. So so this is so so, so this is something that the, something that is a writing on the wall. And if you are a fan of the St. Louis Cardinals, you have to feel pissed, and you got to feel sick to your stomach seeing this seeing this Cardinals team, and, and and really as one of the worst teams in the National League when when you look at when when you look at it from a standings perspective, and the so the Cardinals right now are twenty five and thirty six, and they have the worst record in the National League. Now, and a crazy thing is they're only eight games out of first place, uh, uh, and, uh, out behind the Pirates in uh, for first place in, in the division, and, and the Cardinals are are are, see, are seemingly on a path to nowhere because they they simply do not have the leadership uh, in place to, to to get them there, and and and, and, and all the crazy the craziness with. With Wilson Contreras and 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 and, and the Cardinals and and, and him being uh, and him being a thorn and everything. I mean, come on, it's a, it, it it has been a a, a bad year to, to be a fan of these of the St. Louis Cardinals. So 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 that so that's a and that's a a hot mess fight there. The Toronto Blue Jays remain inconsistent, even though they swept the Mets over the weekend. Did, did you see what Alec Manoa did on Monday night? He uh, he, uh, he he only got one out, and and and, and he gave up like six, uh, he gave up six runs in, in the first in the first inning, and only got one one out. And then he was sent to the Florida Complex League, and th- that is insane. Well, when you when you look at it from a from a um, from a Blue Jays perspective, but uh, um, but Alec Alec Manoa drank the Kool Aid after being being one of the runners up in the American League Cy Young race last year, and 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 he's lost seven straight decisions. So 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 that that remains a mark of of inconsistency for the Blue Jays, but. Uh, it, but it, it it's been a fascinating tale. Well, when when you look at it from, from a Toronto Blue uh, Blue Jays perspective, and and yet yet they're in in that conversation, but I I just don't think they have the championship DNA to uh to um to, to get past the Orioles and get past the Rays in, in the division because the, because the pitching has been in my opinion too inconsistent for for comfort for for. Uh, for for the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, and, and I think a lot of it has to do with with Manoa. So we'll we'll, we'll see what what impact that this has on on the Blue Jays going forward. But they, they the, but but not but regardless, they they got to start winning games uh, in, in their own division because um, because they they were six and fifteen as, uh, so far in AL East play, and and what one of the one of the uh, um, one of the negative impacts of, of of the balanced schedule is if you fall behind in the division, it's it's going to be harder to to climb back up because you know, you, you don't have you, you don't have that many games um, against your division rivals. And uh, the, the Blue Jays have already played twenty one 
a, a game a games within their division. The, the the next three will take place in Baltimore Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week. So, but 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 they, they but it's a, the Astros, the Twins are, are are coming in this weekend. Going to be a, a big test for the, the Blue Jays going forward here. Well, with, with with all intents and purposes and and, and anything like that. So 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 that's, that's number three, and then and then number four, the, the the Yankees and the Yankees injuries are starting to pile up, and and you you have um, and and yes, the Yankees have been playing really really well. Uh, for three and a half weeks, while Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge was back in the lineup and, and healthy and producing, and and the Yankees looked like a team that that can go to, go to the World Series. When when you look at their pitching, their bullpen has been outstanding all year, and and then Judge supposedly bro, uh, broke his toe. Um, uh, we'll 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 see what what the official results are. I, uh, we do not know the official diagnosis of it yet at this point, but it doesn't look good for him. Nestor Cortez got hurt. He, he, uh, he he's about to go on the injured list. Um. As, as, as so and and they they still they're still waiting for Carlos Rodon who says suffered another setback uh, in in his in his recovery recently. So it, it is going to be um, a, a, a really t- a telling time for for the Yankees who who lost to the White Sox tonight uh, in in the smoke and the haze in uh, in the Bronx from the Canadian wildfires and, and it. And it doesn't doesn't get much easier from there. They got the Red Sox um, over the weekend. Uh, and then they have a two game series against the Mets, in which they're currently slated to see Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander in the two games at City Field. Yikes! Um, it's, it's, so so it's really going to be um, going to be something to monitor for the Yankees. But look. The the, 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 the the biggest yeah but for the Yankees and yes I did pick them to go to the World Series the the, the biggest yeah but was was Aaron Judge's health and 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 the health of the Yankees pitching and when the Yankees pitching is healthy as we saw last year it, it is as good as it gets uh, and but the, but the problem is that the, the problem is the, the lack of health in the rotation so. So it's going to be a, a really big test for for the Yankees uh, in June in in a competitive American League East with 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 what I mentioned with Toronto with Tampa and Baltimore. So the the AL East is going to be a a a, a cesspool of competition for the rest of the season, and it's going to be a dogfight then. Well, and one of these teams is guaranteed to miss the playoffs, and it is very likely that. That one of the Yankees, Blue Jays, uh, Orioles, or Yankees it is likely that one of those four teams is going to miss the playoffs too. So be because of the success of the Rangers and the Astros in the division, and 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 maybe and the Angels possibly a threat if if they're still in the race at the trade deadline. So it, it is going to is going to be some some intense competition within the American League East uh, coming up here throughout the course of. Uh, the course of the rest of the season. So, so now, I, I now wanted to wrap up with uh, with the championship series in the NBA and the National Hockey League. So, so the first, so so the first two games uh, in Denver in the finals were, were split. 
between the between the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets, and and, and I thought the, uh, the Denver Nuggets out outplayed Miami in Game One, uh, with uh, with Jamal Murray having the, scoring twenty six points, Nicole Jokic have a triple double, but 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 the fascinating uh, design uh, that Eric Spolster had in Game Two was make Nicole Jokic a scorer, not a facilitator, because. Because because Jokic has the IQ uh, that very few players in the NBA have, as hence why he's been uh, been considered for the MVP, let alone win the MVP uh, for two of the last three seasons, and could have won uh, a third in a row. So, uh, but some, uh, but 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 Jokic's role as a facilitator uh, is one of, is one of the most irreplaceable roles in the NBA. And 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 so for for the Heat to uh, to uh, to start Kevin Love in Game Two uh, to to keep Jamal Murray in, in line that that make make someone else step up and and that's and that's what Jokic did in the scoring department. Some uh, but 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 the, but the Heat employed uh, zones and, and different reads that forced the Nuggets uh, uh, to do things they didn't they didn't want to do, and, and they paid a, a price for it. Uh, by um, by blowing a fifteen point lead in game two of the finals, and we'll we'll, we'll see if if that if that result is going to, is going to make make an off season of what ifs for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, but 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 we but we also know that the Nuggets now have all the pressure uh, 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 on them for game three tonight in, in Miami, and um, and so if and if Miami wins uh, all their home games, they're the NBA champions, which is crazy. Not knowing that they were down three points with less than three point three minutes left against the against the against the hapless Bulls, uh, and and, that, and now we have uh, the the Heat um, uh, right there. A championship is right there in the taking if, if they're willing to defend home court, and they won't have to deal with with the altitude uh, of Denver, Colorado. So. It's going to be fascinating how Michael Malone and 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 the and the, and the Nuggets approach this for, for Game Three, but it's a, a, but um, a, but in order to beat a now exposed to a Miami Heat team with Jimmy Butler and, and Duncan Robinson, who by the way was out out to play a big role in the Game Two comeback, that it, it it you got to be on the gas pedal for forty eight minutes, and and, and you got to be able to to take take care of business when when you when you have it, and and, and take Miami out and take the the sales out out of the, the out of the running if you are the Miami Heat. So, so so you can you can take that for what it's worth, and then the Stanley Cup Finals to me, uh, Vegas um uh, uh, has won the first two games rather convincingly. And and in the in the last four periods, dating back to uh, the third period of Game One on, on Saturday night in in Vegas, um, Vegas has outscored uh, Florida ten to two, and 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 it's just that Vegas is just too good. They they're they're so aggressive. They they are so quick to the puck, and they have so so many different leaders. As uh, that can contribute, like Jonathan Marchessault, like Alex Petrangelo. Uh, and and then and then they 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 make uh, the uh, and then they uh, make the trade for Jack Eichel. He uh, he he's show he's shown up in in these playoffs and don't and don't tell the Buffalo Sabres fans that. But, but 
So, but Florida had a great one, a great run of winning a lot of close games. So, but I, I, but I think it's done for the Florida Panthers and, and their Cinderella story in the Stanley Cup Final. So that's going to do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. I'll be back here on the podcast next week to, 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 to go over all the other things in terms of the world of sports. So until then, so long, everybody. This is John Flynn on Hooked on Sports.